0: right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code spotify for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details
2: your brain needs support and
0: new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like thai ginger l-theanine and caffeine brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus stay chill or get energized be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure,
2: or prevent any disease.
0: Welcome to 3 a.m., where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. I'm one of your hosts, Charles Hatch. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3am is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, and personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we may not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. I accidentally showed Sean my weenie. Okay. It was um hum. It not humble. It was humbling. Humbling? Yeah, I was like, no, it was just vulnerable. We're on a hike, and I was peeing, and then a freaking jogger runs up the direction I'm peeing, so I quickly turn around, Uh, just wiener in hand, and Sean standing right there, and I just looked at him and I was like, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I put my wiener in my pants. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, we're like hella close now. Heal, yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Carry on, brother, <laughs> brother. Sheath that sword, brother. <laughs> anyway, anything to open this up?
2: <sighs> Warning. Our question of the day from a question jar is what is the scariest cryptid to you and why?
0: I'm going to say it kind of we've been talking about it so much lately, but it's like a tie between Skinwalker and Wendigo for me. Okay. Bigfoot doesn't necessarily scare me. I don't know. Chupacabra, I don't give a sh- I don't care about Chupacabras at all. Basically coyotes. I'm never going to Ireland, so Loch Ness Monster doesn't. I'm just kidding. I am going to Ireland. Yeah, dude. What the hell? Find my ancestors.
1: I don't think there's a cryptid that scares me, honestly. Hmm. Because I feel like most of them are not real. (laughs) That's
2: false. Hmm. (laughs) Tell me more, Sean. (laughs) How about you, Sean? The uh, bear wolf in Canada the bear wolf? Yeah. The bear wolf can't be reasoned with, can't get his name. He's still going to kill me. Is it just a huge wolf? Giant wolf, but it's also got a huge head, apparently, that is like a quarter of the rest of its body and has been known to decapitate people and leave their bodies in Nahani National Park in Canada.
1: Damn. So a dire wolf.
2: Essentially.
1: North of the wall. North, north. (laughs) North, north. That's crazy. Actually, I did think of one. Have you ever heard of a drop bear?
0: What? Yes, I have. I
1: know you have because you lived in Australia for two years. Mm -hmm. So you probably have a better idea of what it is. No, you tell me. Drop bear are these infectious koala bears. (laughs) And that might sound cute and funny, but koala bears are infamous for having chlamydia. Uh-huh, and what they do is they stay in the trees all day, but if you walk underneath these trees they these ones the the chlamydia gets so bad it transforms them to be bigger than they naturally are and become vicious, they're frothing at the teeth, and if you are under them, they've been known to basically. Pounce you <laughs> from the treetops, bite you,
2: give you chlamydia. That's I mean, wild. That's a drop bear. But I can think of so many better ways to you know get an STD. Yeah.
1: So Charles just brought up this. Uh, I think this is from Planet Earth Two, from BBC. Just I imagine it David like, Attenborough At- At- Ad- At- reading, reading this to you. Yeah, David Attenborough <David> At- <laughs> himself took this, and it's a drop bear. It's terrifying, dude.
0: Yeah, uh, the koalas they get like rabid and mm-hmm. they are all gross and they're if you yeah go look up um, like koala bears fighting it's disturbing. Um, but I was told that that's all BS by Australians. It is not all- not that they're infected; they
1: are really infected.
0: And yeah, they actually do have committee <laughs> don't <they>? yeah, <laughs> but,
1: but they build up drop bears to be like these monsters. They think
0: they make you think they're like everywhere. Yeah, but
1: yeah. it's pretty rare. Yeah,
0: what's scarier is actually in Australia is first of all, everything else, including the people, <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, a bunch of it's, convicts, It's basically the upside down, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, the freaking simulation broke in Australia. <laughs> it, someone's running cheat codes down there. Yeah. Um, but uh, like they have 19 of the 10 deadliest spiders uh, and like 50 of the four deadliest. Did you say 19 world. of the 10? <laughs> yeah, bro. <they're> <laughs> creating creating <laughs> these lists need to catch up. There's new ones every day. No, but like if you, I told you this already. But if you run over a brown snake, it it potentially gets wrapped around your axle, crawls up into your dash, and falls down on your legs. And that's happened enough to mm-hmm. where people know not to run over. hmm Yep. Also in Australia. So Australia is huge and 90% of the population is on the outside, mm-hmm. leaving the middle of it essentially uninhabited. And there are stories of 10 to 12 foot big kangaroos. They're called big reds. There are stories of 30 foot long um, snakes mm-hmm. out there. And there's enough sightings of these things that they're legitimately like looking for them. hmm
2: so Australia is basically King Kong skull yeah, Island dude.
0: <laughs> <Filmed> <laughs> on location. I uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> saw some clickbait the other day that said that there were some pyramids found in the middle of Australia. I don't know if that's actual clipbait or real, but well, I was you're like, a fat guy. So you got to get this I straight didn't click on it. I was like, I'm <laughs> not getting me today.
0: That's funny, dude. Uh, I have seen a big red kangaroo. It was only like seven to eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. The ones they talk about are like 12 to 15 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this mofo was ripped, and I drove by in this car. And there's like there's like wallabies, which are like two three feet high, and then there's regular kangaroos, which are like three to four feet high. And then this mofo stood up, and he was legit like seven plus feet, and just tanked out. And he he stood up and like looked at us and followed our car as
1: we drove by. Bro,
2: that kangaroo on trend, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I, I see some of those
1: videos and those pics of like these just ripped kangaroo yoked out (laughs) yeah dude like they're they're kangaroids bro (laughs) question are leprechauns considered cryptids yes a friend with weed is a friend indeed okay that's enough (laughs) um hawaii has their own version of leprechauns that i never talked about uh, because i totally forgot about them but they're called menehune
0: oh menehune
1: yeah menehune and they are just tiny people (laughs) but they're Wait, like you mean filipinos <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because i am man, filipino man. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah um but they steal children well okay <laughs> they they kidnap them and you never see your children again so I, th- I think it's just one of those things that parents would use to scare their children like behave or the men who are going to come and steal you um apparently some of the like folklore is they can, like, walk on walls and the ceiling. So oh. if you are bad as a child or misbehaving, uh, one of the signs is you'll start seeing their footprints walking, like, above. Whoa, you. Dude. So it's like, better behave, bro, before the Manhune snatched that.
0: Oh, gosh. Parents, like, I feel like you 20, <laughs> 20 years ago were straight-up Neanderthals, bro. They're just like... Convicts raising children with, with fear. That's how yeah. all parents did it. Yeah. They were like, if you don't eat your peas, you're going to get raped to death
1: by <laughs> velociraptors.
0: I was <laughs> like, dude, chill.
1: Like, I wonder we're all effed up now. Yeah. yeah, and now they're like, why are you all depressed all yeah. the time? I was like, I'm going to get raped by a menahune. <laughs> it's because the Krampus. Well, you got
2: to like... be careful how you say that. Someone who visited Hawaii once might say that you're not saying that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. just kidding. <laughs> JK. Uh, the goat man dude the goat man is that's the reason why we even have like
0: okay like, i choose mimics dude yeah it's the scariest thing for me and minute
2: Not no i'm just kidding i'd punt a minute i know a quarter mile but i'd like <laughs> i'd like search out those many so i could get rid of my kids you know like, i him. didn't
1: want this one please take him <laughs> i'd raise an army of many <laughs> <laughs> at my bidding anyway um, mimics for me yeah I don't know if I have one I guess I would say mimic but I, the, I don't have any not even remotely close first hand experiences you know with it's, a cryptid you know mm-hmm. so
2: in the following episodes I will be doing uh, cryptid profiles really of the most dangerous cryptids in each US state so oh, that's cool that's coming news for me yeah dude
0: <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted.
2: No, go for, go for it. I'm I, I don't have one for this week. I'm going to start next week. That's awesome, dude. Um, I'm excited. I,
1: actually, on this topic of cryptids, I was a few months ago talking with this this old man. Um, care to elaborate, bro? On grinder? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was on chat roulette, <laughs> <laughs> and. I was talking with this old couple at my church. Hmm. Um, I was talking to the husband because he's an avid hunter. Hmm. He's maybe like in his sixties now. So it's a little older. I asked him if he had any experiences while hunting, you know, just being in, you know, deep in the backwoods. Mm -hmm. And um, he does remember a time where he was hunting with two of his friends, but they split up and the place that they were hunting was called monroe mountain and it's here in utah and this was about 25 years ago he was with his friend and his dad at the time he's scoping out these deer from a certain ridge a few hundred yards away and while he's watching them he notices all of them run off like just take off like something was there like to attack like some type of predator Mm and he's like, I wonder what's there. Keeps watching, and he says that he sees a humongous, just tall and hairy creature come out of the woods into a bit of a clearing. And he doesn't say it's Bigfoot, but he can't say it's, anything else either did he say it was bipedal did he say it was a bear like what? Stand, are you, standing up straight so on two legs yeah, bipedal hmm. so while he's watching it he's just sitting still i can't remember if he says he if he's downwind or anything but even at a few hundred yards away the deer run away this large hairy creature comes into the clearing scares all of those deer standing there and turns around <gasps> And faces the direction that he's watching. So he takes off down the mountain. Yeah. Meets up with his with his uh, his friend and his dad that he's hunting with. And where they have to get back is the direction he was watching. I'll be like, well, we are
0: starting a new home.
1: They waited out for <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and uh, after, I don't know, a couple of hours or so, they decide to start heading back. I don't know if it was going home or to their campsite or whatever. But... uh Bro, can you imagine that hike? How tense that would be? Well, it's tense because it gets worse. Oh. As they're hiking back to that spot, they're pretty close to the clearing uh, from where he was watching that creature come into sight and face towards him. And he doesn't hear anything or see anything when they get there. But... Out of nowhere, there's this rancid, and he describes rotten egg smell, Mm -hmm. and it's everywhere. And as they smelt that, they went from walking, hiking, to almost sprinting towards back there, their campsite. That was it for that trip. Uh, He comes back to hunt again about two weeks later. We're in that same area where he was two weeks prior. Um. He feels it's okay, but then he smells that thing again. And then that's when he decides never to come back to that place. Um,
2: Mount Monroe?
1: Yeah, Monroe okay. Mountain. But uh
2: I don't know if I'm down.
0: Why not, dude? I'm not down.
1: Bro, we were just talking about what crypt is scary, and he said Bigfoot ain't nothing, bro. <laughs> I don't know that it's like Bigfoot ain't nothing, but I'm also not trying
0: to go. <laughs> dude i've seen the bigfoot erotica <laughs>
1: okay there's novels out there i've heard stories <laughs> we can't if you can't take the rug burn <laughs> shut up blueface. no uh do you even believe the bigfoot's real we're talking about strictly bigfoot
0: do i believe gun to my head mm-hmm. it's entirely possible oh, shut up joe <laughs> okay i believe at one point it existed and it's probably more recent than we think. I believe 80% it doesn't exist, 20 it does. That's the funny thing. There's no
2: way of knowing right now. It exists, bro. In our hearts and <sighs> minds. Okay. I swear. <laughs> I mean, we 100% do know that there's stuff we don't know about out in the woods, right?
1: True. I would err on the side of that there is just because you know I don't what know. do I know about the woods? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't so know it's if like,
2: it's a Bigfoot, but like maybe there's bipedal creatures out there that are ape-like. I don't know.
1: We were just talking about kangaroos, like ripped kangaroos. Basically the same thing with more hair. Bro, no we're headed tail. out
2: to Wind River? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Or the Bitterroot National Forest in Idaho? Dude, there's got to be some sketchy stuff out there. I, I don't know. Okay, so
0: there is a podcast you can listen to if you want kind of um, more of a deeper background on Bigfoot. I really liked it. It is called "Wild Thing." It's a podcast I listened to it a while ago. It was pretty interesting. and it's done by a person who doesn't necessarily believe, so you get, you, know, you get both perspectives. She talks to people who are die-hard believers, and her herself have a lot of doubts. But it's basically this reporter I forgot her name, and I apologize. But she finds out she's related to one of the top um, proponents of Bigfoot, like in the community. And so she does this deep dive into it. Mm -hmm. But the Patterson Gimmel film, which is the famous film that we've all seen taken in Northern California of the Bigfoot walking across, you know? Yeah. Everyone knows it. I know it's It's iconic. Did you know that that Bigfoot is actually female in the film? Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you watch any of the specialists or like people who know things about it, what they say is (laughs) you see large pendulous breasts swinging and they all (laughs) say that all these old crusty scientists are like,
2: bro, they've been (laughs) studying a little too much. You can clearly
0: see the large pendulous breasts (laughs) swinging. Pendulous. (laughs) What a choice choice. Like calm down you perv.
1: (laughs) But anyway, Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place For a happy price Go to your happy price price line. Um, One of the most terrifying stories I've heard of
2: I can see that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sean showed us The still from the
0: Patterson-Gimmel film And there is indeed Large pendulous Breast Is it Patterson-Gimmel film? Can you double check that for me? Fact checker
1: Boy <laughs>
2: Patterson Gimlin, there it
0: is. I was saying,
1: Gimlin. Gimlin. Yeah. Um, one of the most terrifying stories I've heard comes from like the missing four one one cases, which we have talked about Mm -hmm. and want to get into. We're gonna tackle them sometime. Yeah, like for like a full length episode or two or three. Yeah, because there's so many. Mm -hmm. But this one involves a big hairy man, quote unquote. And it's when a woman with her two children are picnicking at a park. I'm not sure what specific park it is. Uh, It's a national park. They are out at like a lake within the park. At the lake, there's the parking lot. Between the parking lot and the lake, it's a pretty short distance, paved, and pretty open and clear. They're finishing up their day at the lake, and she's with her two children. They're toddlers, you know, at best. They are walking back to the car to head back home, and the son is running up in front, you know, 10 or 15 yards, and the daughter's right behind, and she turns around to her daughter to say, like, hurry up or something like that. She turns around after, you know, trying to hurry her daughter In those couple of seconds, she notices or she sees that her son has disappeared, looks around, can't find or see or hear him anywhere. And she's freaking out. Uh, They get the park rangers to start searching. They can't find this kid. They talk to the girl, the little girl who says that she saw the big hairy man come and take him away this search goes on the whole day they don't find anything goes to a week still nothing a month later they find him he's dead but they find him in a cavity of this mountain and it took professional climbers with gear to get up to the this little cave you know to where they found this boy and he was wearing the same clothes that's how they spotted him because from the bottom, one of the volunteer people who were searching for this boy still saw like his bright red shirt or something, you know, in that, that cave. So they send up the climbers, professional climbers or search and rescue with climbing gear. What they found in the autopsy report was he had only been dead for like two days and had food in his body. So he was alive for nearly a month. Jeez and it's just so strange because it's like big hairy man from that's the only like piece that we have it's from a little girl why
2: didn't the daughter like say something like what the hell
1: (laughs) i don't think it's like children's first instinct to say mom my brother's being kidnapped like they're just like in awe of everything so they see this big dude and it wasn't like uh, i i did leave one part out um it wasn't like he the big hairy man was like violent about it mm-hmm. or like hostile it was almost she described it as like she just like grabbed his hand and they like walked together away That's all we got but the fact that she saw that he was only dead for two days mm-hmm. so something took care of him and yet him being up in that um little cavity in the, the face of some sheer cliff there's nothing to explain, you know,
0: I kind of have an update.
1: Oh shoot. I don't know if you can class this as an
0: update, but it's definitely nonetheless interesting. Put it out. So as you guys know, my cousin listens to every one of our episodes. Mm -hmm. Which cousin? Seth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's provided me with several stories. Yeah. We've shared a bunch of them. So Seth is in dental school at the moment and is friends with other like doctors and people in medical school. And he is doing the Lord's work by constantly asking everyone he meets, what's the scariest thing or what's the craziest thing you've seen? (laughs) (laughs) And whenever he gets them, sends them to me. So bless. So he was at this like dinner party and he was talking to this guy who's an orthopedic surgeon. And he was like, dude, what's, and he said this guy is a smaller kind of unassuming quiet guy. He said, what's like the craziest thing you've seen come through? Or what's the craziest thing you've experienced? And this guy's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of have to think about it. He's like, okay. And then, so they start talking about other things. He's like, wait, wait. And he goes, oh, oh, I remember something. Actually two things. He says, you know, there was w- this one time where I was on duty and this guy gets rushed into the emergency room and he's missing his left hand. And so they get him in and the weird thing is, is he's kind of calm about the whole situation, but he cut off his left hand and they asked him, why did you do this? Like, what, what happened, sir? Were you in an accident? What's going on? And he calmly tells them, no, I cut off my left hand because the devil told me to. And so like, what? And he said that my right hand is the devil's hand. And it told me to cut off my left hand. So my cousin's listening to the story and he's freaking out. Cause if you remember in the story I shared a couple episodes ago, how the demon had that guy gnaw off his left hand. Yeah. So my cousin's Mm -hmm. like listening to the story, like that's weird. And the orthopedic surgeon said, yeah, it it is pretty weird. Um, But another time we had this lady And they get a call and there's this lady who's terrorizing this neighborhood. And they're like, hey, can you describe what's going on? And they said, she is covered in blood. And she's rollerblading up and down the street of this neighborhood screaming incoherently. So they get people ready. They go to uh, investigate, go see what's happening. And as they show up, sure enough. This like half clothed, ragged lady covered in blood is rollerblading up and down the street of this like neighborhood, and people are terrified. And she's yelling incoherently. Right? They get closer to her. She's covered in blood. They're looking for the. Um. They finally get a hold of her. They convince her to get into the ambulance, and she's calmly looking at all of them, and all of them said they were n- way uncomfortable with approaching her. Because she's calmly looking at all of them and her left hand is gone. And they're like, ma'am, what happened? She basically said she was staring at them super calmly like she wasn't in pain, missing her left hand. And she said, I was told to cut my left hand off. And with her cut off left hand, she put on rollerblades. And so her rollerblades are like, there's tissue and blood in them. And she decided to go skating around the neighborhood and she's like looking at all of them super calmly and she should be like passed out cold because of the pain but it didn't seem to affect her everyone was weirded out by her she was just calmly like looking at people in the eyes and stuff and they come in sedate her and that's when this orthopedic surgeon came in and like did surgery on her only after they sedated her because everyone was like i'm not about this but he was like it's just weird like uh it's kind of odd that it's like the left hand both times and coupled with my story. It's like, we see this in multiple places and my cousin said, it's pretty clear that, you know, Satan does not like the left hand. And he told me that and I I was like, creeped out. i was like, what is that dude? What is up with that? And I'd be interested to hear if there's any other accounts of anything like that.
1: There's a painting. I think the artist's name is Francisco Goya. Mm Hmm. And it's, it, it's considered one of the most terrifying paintings. I think it's called Saturn eating his son.
0: Saturn devouring his son. But what do you see in the painting, DJ? He's eating his child. What? And he's
1: eating the child's left hand. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like a demon. Yeah, I don't know the specific story behind that. That's awesome. I just remember that painting. Um, but yeah, his son or child has no head looks like it's been eaten off it's a naked body and it's all bloodied up and in the painting the child's left hand is in saturn's mouth that's crazy Mm -hmm.
0: that's good recall bro you just did that from memory
1: when did that painting come out between
0: 1819 and
1: 1823 okay so looking real quick at the 100 percent trunk factual wikipedia it states according to the traditional interpretation it depicts the greek myth of the titan cronus who fearing that he would be overthrown by one of his children ate each one upon their birth uh this painting was created um between somewhere between 1819 and 1823 so this whole left hand getting rid of it thing. Uh, I don't know. It seems like there's some historical backing to it. These are ends that we're loosely tying together. There's nothing. But it's just interesting.
0: It's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, A little bit more background. It's just kind of eerie reading this. This painting was a part of a series of 14 works. He had, he purchased this house The painter, Francisco. Uh Uh He purchases this house and he's older in age and he's survived two life-threatening illnesses already. One left him deaf. And he paints a couple paintings that are pretty uplifting in like his old style. And it says that after he paints those paintings, he goes over them with these 14 paintings. And they're known as the black paintings. Mm. And each of them are like, super dark and terrifying mm-hmm. like dance of the witch or, or i can't remember what the other one was so they were uncommissioned never meant for public view this was an aging man like alone in a house painting these
1: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> i actually oh. been looking up a little bit on the left hand stuff mm-hmm. it's interesting in here the uh Left hand path essentially literally means black magic or behaving badly or in the wrong way. Um, the uh, left hand is the left hand is used for hidden, unclean or harmful actions. I wonder if it's almost like an offering, like giving your left hand.
1: In a courtroom, you raise your right arm to swear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you put your left hand on the Bible. So I don't know. I'm just thinking about hands now.
0: (laughs) Um, Can anyone recall the Bible verse? And if thy left hand offendeth thee, cut it off? In the Bible, it's actually the right hand. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. If it's the right hand that offendeth thee, cut it off, and it would make sense that a demon would be like the antithesis of what the Bible says. So Hmm. it makes sense to me that it would target the left hand as maybe a mockery to that scripture. Hmm. I don't know. We're grasping at straws, yeah. but yeah. these are these are just like yeah. facts points that we're plotting. This and is some now canon. Are. Yeah, <laughs> that was just I don't know. It was fun. I'm glad he like told us that because it it had my mind spinning. I was like freaked out while reading it. So this one was submitted by one of our friends who goes by the name of Robin. Robin grew up in a small town. And it's a very old town. And it's so small, she said it's actually a village. So it's over 200 years old. Well. The house she grew up in was over 200 years old. Hmm. The house next to hers used to be the town's blacksmith. So this is old. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not long before they tore down the back of the house and found horseshoes and tools, Robin and her brother decided to play with a Ouija board.
2: Oh, nope. That was his first mistake. <laughs> so as they're
0: playing with the Ouija board, when we asked if someone was with us, the response was yes. We asked who, and the Ouija board spelt out blacksmith. So <clears throat> in this house, people would constantly say that they would see things in the corner of their eyes. She said several times, She'd be standing in the kitchen, she'd be washing dishes, and you could hear, she would hear singing over her shoulder. And she said it sounded like that someone had their lips almost touching her ears, singing.
2: Whoa. Like, loudly? Or?
0: I think it was just intimately, right? It was like, <laughs> oh, in her grill, bro.
1: Bro, <laughs> even if that's like a real person, that's <laughs> scary. <laughs> Yeah, let alone a ghost, bro. It's like, hey,
0: um, I'm going to need you to back up like 17 (laughs) inches. (laughs) You see these ears? (laughs) No. Okay. So anyway, this is the house she grew up in. Eventually, she grows up. Her and her brother move away and her parents decide to move. So her and her brother um, go to the house to help their parents move out. She was upstairs in the back room, her brother's old room. She can see out the window. She can see her brother and her, her dad. They're doing things in the garage and her mom's downstairs. So she's packing up for a while. When she hears her mom walking up the steps, she says, I heard my mom walking up the steps and I turned to say something to her. I saw her and my brother brother walk up the stairs. My mom's walking towards me and my brother turns into my old room. So I asked my mom, I said, what does he want in my old room? And she says, Who? And I said, Neil, that's the name of her brother. He was right behind you on the stairs. She goes, what? And he goes, yeah. She walks over to the room that he just walked into, her old room, looks in, no one in there. And her mom goes, honey, points out the window. Neil's still outside. So she walks over to the window, looks out, and her brother is indeed downstairs, still outside. Ew. (laughs) The second time... That she saw like a full body. Um, She she refers to it as uh, a shadow person. She said, I was in the house that I rented alone. It was after my father passed away. I was a mess. We had unresolved issues. After the funeral, I had nightmares for weeks to the point where I couldn't sleep. One night, I was just laying in the dark, afraid to sleep. Only a little light was coming from the living room, but I saw a large, dark figure move into the doorway of my bedroom. It stood there looking at me, and all I could do was lay there staring at it. After what felt like forever, the figure backed away and was gone. She she finally gets up. She checks the whole house, and she was alone. There was no one in there. All the nightmare stopped after that night. That's kind of spooky, dude. When I read that, it, I don't know. It creeped me out, just like uh, with her brother and things like that, seeing him, and then he's not there. Yeah, I hate stuff like that. Um. I asked her where she grew up, and she said Pennsylvania. So I was, I was like, oh, you're from England, right? I immediately assumed because she called it a village. Mm-hmm. But she said Pennsylvania, so it was just crazy. And then I talked to one of our best friends who's from Pennsylvania, and she said, yeah, there's a lot of super old communities up there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there'd be some wild stories.
2: Yeah. Dude, we need to go explore out there probably. <laughs> I'm down. If only just to get some of that Amish baked pie, bruh. <laughs> dude i've heard
0: amazing things about amish baked goods but shout out robin thanks for the story yeah, thanks dude that's scary all right this is one i'm gonna read verbatim let's try this out let's do it all right so this is sent to us by one of uh our favorite listeners uh one of our day oneers, and her name is carolina or carolina i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> we never met uh so yeah sorry <clears throat> She said, hey guys, love the podcast. Maybe one day I'll be a daredevil and listen to it at night. But for now, I'm listening to your ghost stories in the morning while I do my makeup. (laughs) I am originally from Mexico City. I believe we are a naturally superstitious people. And I think we're able to be more comfortable with the unseen. Maybe that's not the right word, but it seems to be a very natural aspect of our lives. We do have a whole holiday dedicated to just the dead. So it's safe to say that we do know this stuff exists. So my parents came face to face with this stuff in our house. My youngest sister was born premature at six months. It was truly a miracle. She made it when she was about two years old, though. She contracted a strange disease. When we moved into this house, the disease was called Kawasaki disease, like the jet skis Lol. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, so sorry. I
1: thought you were putting that in. I was like, "Damn, Charles, take that out, bro." <laughs> <laughs> That's her sister. I going to cut that. Um,
0: her defenses were low, and anything from a cough or sneeze could kill her.
2: Mm. It was
0: so severe that my other sister and I had to leave the house and stay in Mexico City for a week with my grandparents because it was very contagious. Yikes! So my parents and the maid were the only ones that stayed in the house. One night, my mom was alone in the dining room feeding my little sister. She couldn't speak yet, but in the middle of feeding, she started pointing her finger towards the living room, which was dark. She was trying to tell my mom that someone was there. At this point, the maid had left and my dad was taking a nap, so she knew it was someone else. She didn't dare turn around. She says she felt chills and something telling her not to look. She finished feeding my sister and took her down from her seat. My sister then walked towards the living room to look for the thing that she had just seen. My mom knew something was off when my sister came back and just kind of shrugged, basically communicating she didn't find this thing that she had just seen. So my mom recalls my little sister randomly talking, or more like mumbling to the walls in this house. And saying, she would always say goodbye to her imaginary friend whenever she left the house. This happened for four years until we moved out. (laughs) No. And she says in all caps, I don't know why we were there for that long. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not just white families and scary movies. Apparently, the Mexicanos down in Mexico as well.
1: (laughs) Get out, bro.
0: She said, OMG. When we finally moved... She stopped having imaginary friends and talking to the walls. We ask her if she remembers anything and she says she doesn't. It's just weird. Of course, this house was cheap to buy and no one lived there for about two years. The previous owners were Korean and signed a one year lease, but they didn't make it past four months in this house. The house was big windows everywhere, huge backyard, three floors, and a big, dark blue metal front door. So this front door, it had a super particular sound whenever you opened or closed it. Kind of like the door to our studio that you can sometimes hear open and close while we record. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they have this huge front door. You, you, anywhere in the house, you can you know if someone's coming or leaving this front door, right? Mm-hmm. So you know how you just, like she, said, she says here, you know how you just become to know your house noises. Mm-hmm. One night her parents had left to Mexico City for a business trip and her aunt and her aunt's boyfriend stayed to watch them and their little sisters. They had already put us to bed and we were they had already put us to bed and were watching TV upstairs. It was around midnight when they heard that front door open. At first they thought it was my parents coming home early from the trip. They go downstairs to check the door and indeed it's wide open. But there was no wind outside. And even if there was wind, it wouldn't be strong enough to swing that heavy door open. So they just kind of are staring at it. They don't say anything. They close the door. They lock it. And they go back upstairs. A couple of minutes pass. They're watching TV. Kind of calms down. And then they hear the door open again. So this freaked them out. Now they know something's up. Uh, Nevertheless, her brave boyfriend, he went downstairs to close the door. He goes downstairs. It's quiet for a second. And then he yells upstairs. He yells to my, my aunt from the first floor that the door is closed. He goes straight back upstairs and both of them are sitting there kind of confused. They distinctly heard the door open again. So they know they shut the door and they were officially freaked out my aunt says that this still gives her goosebumps whenever she thinks about it so there were many little weird things that happened during their time in that house during the four years we went through three maids because the first two didn't like the vibe of the house again I feel like you gotta trust that <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's just multiple people being like something's off
1: yeah that's just mm-hmm. no bueno <laughs> as they would say right <laughs> it's like an
0: episode of Dora. <laughs> can you spot the ghost? Aki, <laughs> Aki. <Aquí, aquí. laughs> <laughs> Satan, no possession. Satan, no possession. No muss. <laughs> it's okay because DJ's brown. Um, well, they went through three maids because the first two didn't like the vibe of the house. Again, we are very superstitious and can sense when something is off. Our third maid was a baddie <laughs> 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 and was an amazing cook. So that's like keeper at all costs. <laughs> she saw and heard things that would have made our other maids scream and tear, but she stuck it out. Damn. So she always prayed to La Virgin de Guadalupe and always said her prayers. Whenever we had cats, things would stop happening. So whenever they had
1: cats, like stuff in the house would stop happening. Huh? Right. Along with the, this boss made. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like not only is she domestic, but she's got like plus 10 special defense bro with her prayers. <laughs> <laughs> she's
0: truly one in a million. Um, but whenever the cats left or would run a run away, stuff would start happening again. Interestingly enough, Cats are known to sense energy, dogs may protect us from strangers, but cats are sensitive to concentrated amount of negative energy, and we're probably attempting to protect our home from possible infiltration by evil spirits and ghosts, but they would run away too eventually. Lastly, this is the story that always creeps me out the most. One Sunday morning, my parents both wake up at 6am. They, ch- they just started chatting and thought it was kind of funny that they had both woken up at the same time. We didn't have church until ten AM, so they were just kind of chilling in bed for a while chatting. All of a sudden, they heard footsteps coming from their closet. Now they have a big walk in, walk through closet that led to the bathroom and had wooden floors, so the footsteps were really easy to easy to hear. My mom says they're lying there in bed, they can hear these footsteps, and then they hear girls giggling. So they said to themselves, wow, these girls referring to me and my sisters, they really think they're smart. They're trying to hide from us. (laughs) So the both of them get up and they start walking slowly to the closet to surprise us. They swing the door open, kind of like trying to surprise them. And the footsteps stop. There's no one in there. So my parents say they searched everywhere in the closet and they couldn't find us. They go back to bed confused and a little creeped out. A few minutes go by and they hear giggling and footsteps again coming from the closet.
1: Bro, at that point, I just like scream like, stop (laughs) laughing. (laughs) It's not that funny. (laughs) So a few minutes go by. They're lying in bed
0: and they hear this giggling and the footsteps again. This time they just both look at each other and it's not fun anymore. They're shocked and they told each other that they would just stay in bed this time. So we never really knew what happened in that house. I want to go back and see what it looks like now. I've tried to look up, on, look up the address and see if it's linked to any murders or really anything that could explain what happened, but I haven't found anything. The same people that helped us move in that house helped us move into a new house. And they said even at the new house, it felt different in a good way. Hmm.
2: So it scary. didn't
1: follow
0: them. It kind of feels like this one stayed in the house. Yeah. Well, that's nice.
2: For real. Those basically Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. They're just laughing out there in Narnia, you know what I'm saying? Bro,
0: the mom should have just bust some chanclas on those ghosts, bro. <laughs> Thanks for that story. Yeah. That's honestly one of my biggest fears is somehow getting enough money to purchase a home and then finding out it's effing haunted.
2: Bro, that's why we need the house facts. <laughs> for reals, though, I want to go to uh, Day of the Dead down in Mexico City. Oh, that'd be sick. I actually would love to go to that. I feel like it'd be fascinating to watch. Bro, I'm going for the food. <laughs> and, you know, maybe a little haunting. Like, if something happens, like, I'm down. but Get a little spooked. Get a little spooked. I'm
0: just going to tell a quick story. One of my best friends, he's Mexican, back in California. And his dad grew up pretty rough mm. in California. And he had neighbors And these neighbors he said were super annoying and they would cry and they'd complain and they're super annoying. And his dad was not down with that. So these neighbors had pet rabbits. So his dad jumped the fence, took the rabbit, skinned it and ate it, stuffed the skin, put it back in the cage. And sat in the backyard and waited.
2: Oh, my God.
0: And he hears the kid come home. <laughs> He's like, Fluffy. Fluffy, it's time to eat. Fluffy. <laughs> he said he listened to the kid come to his cage and
1: discover that his rabbit was dead and stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. His dad's like, it's time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to eat, Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh! <laughs>
0: but he told me that and i was like never mess with this dude <laughs> <laughs> you could take that out too but that's
1: okay. well thank, thank you. you everyone <laughs>
2: <laughs> well with that um uh, thanks for our last episode <laughs>
1: We are taking a (laughs) year-long (laughs) hiatus.
2: But in the meantime, if you have any stories, send them on over to 3AMpodcaststories at gmail.com. So we can butcher them here. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you're doing. We'd love love that. Everyone out there, bye, love you, be safe. Jessica, watch your back.
2: Thanks for listening.
0: (laughs) Straight up, dude, we're going to get shut down. Peace. (laughs)
1: I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children.
2: What are you thinking? What a mess.
0: U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick.
1: And me. Murder in House 2, a new podcast from Crowd Network.